Get those nerds! Are you kidding? Bitners is back. Brand new additions. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Bitners. Uh, Michael Deeb, my partner in San Francisco. How are you, buddy? Awesome, man. Oh, dude, so good to be back. Look at our new format. We're looking, we're looking fly. We got all this stuff around us. We're gonna we're gonna mess with a lot of that over the coming weeks. But uh, really, uh, hey, by the way, my name is John Polnick. I'm your host, uh, coming to you from the Container Park in downtown Las Vegas at the Rami Studio. Uh, yeah, guys, look, we've been working really hard for weeks. We want we didn't mean to be gone for so long, uh, but it took a lot of work to get all this stuff to work and. And it's still not working. See all that black space above me and above <laughs> him? That's not supposed to be there. I can't get it to work. Yeah. Uh, JP, what, uh, something just dawned on me when you looked up the first time. Mm -hmm. um, as I'm looking at our screen and we have this little split window, it looks like we're looking in into the two windows of an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> we, we are on the side of it. We have our own jet now. That's what's going yes. on. Uh, how nice would that be? Maybe that's because of our new sponsors, God and Porsche of Las Vegas are, are yeah. hooking us up. Those guys are awesome down there. If you are yeah. an enthusiast looking for an enthusiast car, particularly like a classic Porsche or something, uh, yeah. they've got the Porsche Classic department. They are fantastic. Uh, you don't yeah. have to dig through auctions and listen to dorks like us tell you whether or not it's a good buy. <laughs> just go straight to God and Porsche. Uh, of Las Vegas and skip all that. And then just, they'll fly you there. If, when, if you buy a car from me, you yeah. fly there, drive the car around for the weekend, stay at a cool hotel, and then go home and they'll ship the car back. It's awesome. Um, but hey, what do we do on this channel? If you're new to the channel, thanks for joining the herd. We want you to hit the subscribe, like, and notification button right now if you haven't done that already. Uh, what we do here is we make predictions about the most interesting car of the day from all the automotive enthusiast auction sites. So we pick a car uh, from something like Bring a Trailer, P Car Market, or Cars and Bids. Uh, we discuss the pros and cons of said vehicle. We make a prediction as to what we think is going to happen with that car's auction. Uh, will it meet reserve? Is there no reserve? Why? All that kind of stuff. Uh, and then we get in our uh, our DeLorean with a flux capacitor at the end of the episode and we go into the future and we will show you what happened uh, with that car's auction. So we will resolve the question. At the we will end declare of a winner. Episode, and we will declare a winner. <laughs> and you can play along. It's just like, uh, it's like, what is it? Uh, the price is right. You can just, you know, uh, it's, uh, you can, you can put in the comments Oop. down below what you think of uh, our bids and you can make your own. And if you win, uh, you don't get anything. Um, but what did, what did Bob Barker say in uh, Happy Gilmore? Price is wrong, bitch. Or no, Adam Sandler said that to Bob Barker when he was punching him on the golf course. <laughs> Spay and neuter your dog. Uh, all right, let's get to the <laughs> let's get to the cars, man, because uh, that's what we do here, right? We talk about cars. What's today? The most interesting car of the day is not always the most expensive or exotic or uh, amazing. It's the most interesting. And uh, Michael Deeb, you picked an interesting one. That is, yeah, no this doubt. is believe it or not, this is a Buddha. Shout out to Mike Myers. Oh, okay. This is a Buddha special because. Buddha is the only person I know in today's age who would consciously buy a used Mitsubishi. So um, on Bring a Trailer, somebody has imported out of Japan in, I think, September of last year out of Hudson, New Hampshire, a 1997 Mitsubishi 
Pajero Evolution. Um, essentially, JP, you know how you and I love homologation specials? I mean, obviously, the easiest one to come to mind is the E30 generation BMW M3. The box fender flares and the wing were put onto production cars so that BMW could homologate those parts onto their racing cars. Well, this car is a homologation special for races like the Paris-Dakar Rally. And uh, and this car is essentially a rally raid car built for the street so that those parts could be homologated for the car in competition in events around the world. Um, so our car is uh, showing 122,000 kilometers, 76,000 miles. Uh, it's in, I think I mentioned Hudson, New Hampshire. It was imported out of Japan in October of 22. So actually, just a couple of months ago, not the year before, which would put it right on the eve of its 25-year uh, eligibility for importation into the United States. John, this car is one of 2,500 ever made. It is right-hand drive, as it was a Jap Japanese market special. Um, this is the end of the second generation of the uh, Pajero. And then uh, it's got, believe it or not, John, it's got independent rear suspension. Um, it makes 276 normally aspirated horsepower from its three and a half liter V6. Um, and it revs to over 7,000 RPM, uh, 276 horsepower. Now you remember John back in period in 1997, um, all of the Japanese manufacturers had a gentleman's agreement that they would not exceed 276 horsepower. Um, uh, which was published, even though a lot of those cars made more than that. So it is widely regarded that this car actually makes over 300 horsepower. So if you get into that 300 to 350 horsepower, you're talking about 100 horsepower per liter, normally aspirated from a two-door sport SUV. Uh, you might also notice it's got these really heavily bolstered Recaro seats. Um, this is just a pure unobtainium. I mean, this is a car that we never got in this country um, and a lot of the features that are on this car were way ahead of their time. But again, all that stuff was put into the car so that they could homologate it for racing. And it was very successful, I might add. This car essentially was supposed to compete or dominate a basically stock class. And when this car was released to the public, um, one of these models actually won the Paris-Dakar rally outright. So they really outkicked their coverage when they did this. And so the car became a bit of a living legend. Again, for years, this is unobtainium on our shores. But now that some of these cars are turning 25 years old, we're going to start to see a handful of these get imported uh, into the country in states anywhere but the one I live in. So <laughs> while this car is in New Hampshire, John, you or Buddha could buy it and drive it around in um, – in uh, Nevada, in Clark County. And I think it'd be pretty cool. While the rest of us are taking the hill to Sandy, you could just go right over the mountain. <laughs> anyway, really cool car. Again, let me point out, independent rear suspension on a sport SUV. The car kind of, uh, the driver does a really nice, uh, the seller does a really nice video, um, spends quite a few minutes and is very candid about um, his driving impressions of the car. The car does lean from left to right, but then it kind of sets, almost like a progressive rate spring. Um, and then it kind of handles. So it's really weird. It's fast without being quick. It handles without being rigid. Um, a car that was built to be off-road and dominated the competition that it that it entered. Uh, unobtainium for years, but now there's one available on BAT. You could put one in your garage. JP, 
what are your feelings of the box fender flares on the two-door four-seat Pajero Evolution? Man, this thing, I gotta say, I, I, man, it clicks so many boxes, but misses right? in, in, in just two big ways. It's like, okay, the right-hand drive, I could almost live with. I get it, is you know, it's a Japanese yep. car. Um, but what the hell, why is it an automatic? Why is this oh, thing I know, not right? a three-pedal car? I, I just can't imagine having this much power. I, d- d- just what? Uh, you know, <laughs> th- okay, they're showing, you know, B-roll of capable off-road vehicles. Um, this thing, Predecessors to this car, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, like I had a Dodge Raider for a second, which was basically a Ooh, Mitsubishi Montero, same thing. Um, but I had you know, two of those, by the way. Yeah, and those were pretty darn good off road, but they weren't very good on road. I mean, anything that has like, you know, it had the little the little dome on the top that was, yep. uh, you know, uh, the tiltometer, tiltometer, whatever the hell they call that thing. <laughs> you know, that's not a car you want to go around a corner in, man. Uh, and so, oh, three hundred horsepower. Uh, I can't. Uh, no wonder they didn't bring them here. Everybody be flipping them over. Um, very neat, very fun. This would be great fun out in the sand and the dunes. Like uh, like they just showed in that uh, Dakar uh, video there, but uh, do I want one? No. Uh, would I bid on this? Man, I mean, oh hey, look, we lost Michael Deeb. He he went somewhere. Michael Deeb had to go pee or something. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. <laughs> Sorry, JP. Dork. Um, I think uh, yeah, no, I, I you know I think I think I'm, as I'm learning the ins and outs of my Canon M50. Uh, I believe my car, my my camera has a uh, a minute limit on the video feed, and I'll have mm. to go back into the settings and fix that. So I apologize for my little cameo off camera. Well, you are a little glitchy, but at least the sound is staying uh, fine, oh, so we won't yeah. have all the sound issues uh, in the comments. Everybody, <laughs> the, 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 the people that come on the show and make comments about the sound. It's like, yes, yeah. we know, right? It took us a year to figure out how to fix it. <laughs> no, it wasn't the internet connection. No, it wasn't our microphone. No, it wasn't one of the cables. No, it wasn't all the things that all the experts, everybody like, comes on there. Like, I'm an expert. I'm going to help you. You're stupid. That's basically what you're saying. We knew what the problems were, and it was the system we were using, the software. Don't use... If you're thinking of starting a uh, podcast, do not use Switcher Studio uh, if yeah. you're going to have a remote guest. Uh, if you're bringing yeah. someone... Like Michael Deeb and I here, uh, we're in two different states. We're a thousand miles from one another, at least six hundred miles, mm-hmm. uh, and we're doing yeah. this show. Switcher is not your solution for that. Find something else. Anyways, yeah. uh, so okay, this uh, Pajaro. I don't even know how to pronounce it correct. I think it looks Pajero. Pajero. I think it looks yeah. neat as hell. Uh, if it had, if it were left hand drive, I might be able to live with the auto tragic thing. Uh, if it were, um, you know. Uh, if it were a manual, I might be able to live with a right-hand drive thing. I don't know. I just but the, and my those my two and my, my feeling is inverted. Really, my my feeling it's inverted. See, the fact that it's right-hand drive, I'm fine with it being an automatic because mm. the hardest <laughs> I can do is right-hand drive and manual. I did that. I rented a car in Australia, and it took me two hours to get out of Sydney because I was suddenly dyslexic. You know, I could I couldn't figure out how to make a left or a right-hand turn because everything was inverted. Um, I just think this car is so cool. That motor. Um, while it doesn't, you know, it doesn't sound uh, spectacular, you know, a 300 horsepower, normally aspirated three and a half liter V6 
25 years ago, John, that was almost unheard of. I mean, this, this is yeah. a really high output motor uh, for its day. That independent rear suspension and then the two-door version of this car, I just think it's really cool. The box fender flares. When Mercedes first made the ML, their concept car for the first ML55 had Evo fenders like a 190 Evo 2, and it looked a little bit like this car. Um, they wound up not using the box fenders for the production version of the first ML55 AMG, but that um, that concept car was really cool looking, a lot like what Mitsubishi had the you know the balls to do by building this um, Pajero Evolution. So, Buddha, this car is for you. JP, our car is sitting at $29,000 on seven bids. And I'll be the first to confess, I have no idea what these cars are worth. I have no idea what the seller probably paid um, in Japan to get this car. It looks to be in nice condition, but it's not low mileage. It's been driven. Um, but how do you put a price on a car where there are literally no comps on the continent? Um, I, I, you know, my feeling is that if the car were in spectacular low mile condition, this would be a six figure car. But as it sits here and the fact that I think most people like you and I probably don't know a lot about these. I just wonder how easy it'll be for somebody to find the market for this car, especially with the economy being what it is right now. So with all of that in mind, John. I'm gonna go what I for me conservative. I'm gonna go eighty nine thousand dollars. Oh but wow! It, but if it if it brings that, I don't even know if it'll sell. I mean, is this a hundred fifty thousand dollar car? I mean, twenty five hundred doesn't make it that rare. But the fact that they were never sold on this continent does. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go eighty nine thousand. I still think somebody's gonna pay big money for this thing. I don't think this is a fifty thousand dollar car by any stretch. I think it's more special than that. And I bet they were pretty pricey when they were new. So if they're holding their value, even in places like Japan, somebody paid dearly for this car, you know, and then and then had to bring it in, which is not cheap in today's, you know, numbers. So where are you at? I know you're going to come under, but how far? Yeah, dude. I mean, this thing is special and it's neat and it's fun. There was, uh, look, you know, Matt Farah over there at Smoking Tire. Hey, guys. Um, he, he was recently asked, you know, like, how do you, how do you flex in the car scene if you don't have a lot of money? Like, let's say you got $30,000. Do you go buy, uh, you know, the best 911 you can get? Uh, what's the best 911 you can get for 30 grand? You're getting like a, you know, first gen 996 or something, right? You're probably, you're not getting anything anyone's going to look twice at, you know, he's like, get something that's rare. Get a Saab 900 yeah. Turbo. Get the best one there is. You show up to Cars and Coffee yeah. uh, in something like that, and everyone's looking. Uh, and they yep. want to talk. They'll walk right by a CGT to go talk to the guy that has, you know, some like a uh, yeah. Peugeot a ME16 Vigan. or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I feel like this is where something like this could live. You know, this is yeah. a Radwood gold type of thing, but it has to be oh. at a value price. Nobody wants this car because no one knows what it is. No one's ever heard. I've never right. heard of this thing. Um, yeah. So I just don't think, unless they're the two people that do know what it is and want it, I feel like the two people that know what this is, uh, out of those two people, one of them already own it. 
so you can't get in mm-hmm. a bidding war with yourself. It's going to be one other person's like, oh, great. So I don't know. Right. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. I don't think fifty thousand dollars happens. So I'm going to say forty nine nine ninety nine. I don't think it breaks okay. fifty thousand bucks. And again, um, yeah, and and you might be right, but I think if you're if that's where this car lands, John. I think it fails to sell at that price. I, I hmm. just I suspect that this car is expensive. I just feel like it is. But we'll see. We'll we'll learn after our word from our sponsor. I, su- I should say I now that we have one. I, I suspect you're you you might be right because yeah. this was just imported. If it wasn't, yeah. if it were imported a long time ago, look, does the person that just imported it go, oh, these are worth so much money. If this is going to be so rare, people are going to pay through the nose for it. Or is the person, did they get it really cheap because no one knows what it is? Uh, and, you know, they paid like $12,000 for it. And now they're like, yeah, it's at 30 already. Sweet. I mean, I, I just yeah, don't know. I just I don't, know. don't think that's the case because Japan is a great car, you know, culture country and and they got cars from asia that we don't we just don't get here you know right hand drive or otherwise so i just don't think that's the case but like i said we'll find out we'll learn i i part of me sort of wishes this car was on p car market so that Hmm. if it fails to sell it winds up on the deal tank and we get an idea of at least what the seller was looking for it that still might not tell us what he paid for it um but i just because of the, all the homologation stuff that's on this car, how few they made, although 2,500 isn't that small a number, um, you know, they made less of these than they made uh, GT3s. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's hear from our good friends over at God and Porsche of Las Vegas. Uh, we'll get in the uh, future machine and we'll be right back uh, with the results of this very rare car right after this. Hey guys, I got to tell you about our friends God and Porsche of Las Vegas and God and Classic. If you're looking for a new Porsche or a classic, you've got to call our friend Steve at God and this guy. 1989 linen gray metallic G50 cab. Is that going to be for sale? It is going to be for sale. Uh, the car only has 65,000 miles. On Save it. yourself the hassle of screwing around with all the auctions like we always talk about and just talk to Steve. He'll find you the classic Porsche you're looking for. Gun Porsche of Las Vegas. Welcome back to Bid Nerds, everyone. Thanks for sticking around with us. Oh, look at the look at the shame on my partner, Michael Deeb. I don't know. We took a little break over the holidays, and I think he just like... I don't know what happened. He lost his mojo. He's got to get back on his game. He doesn't know what things are worth. Um, subscribe, like, or notification button if you haven't done it already. Michael Deeb, this is a weirdo car. I mean, I yeah. don't know how anyone would, uh, in your defense, this uh, this yeah. one is one of the harder ones to call. Uh, remind the audience real quickly what we're talking about, and let's get to the results. Look at this. This is such cool, unobtainium, a 1997 Mitsubishi Pajero Evolution. This is a homologation special um, out of the Japanese market. This super cool car has independent rear suspension and a normally aspirated 3.5 liter V6 with around 300 horsepower. I, you know, I know it's tough to, to guess what a car like this or an SUV like this might be worth because we've never had anything exactly like this in the USA. Um, but I am shocked by this result. Uh, you and I had uh, arguably one of our, our biggest cavern splits between our bids. Um, I jumped the gun and said $89,000 because in my mind, I thought a car like this, something this rare, and I say rare only because we never had them here. They did build 2,500 of them. So I guess they're not rare by the production numbers. But I thought a car like this could go for 
around a hundred thousand dollars. Um, you picked yourself up the f- off the floor after you stopped laughing at me and said, "No effing way!" And normally, you just park your bid, you know, one dollar under me, and you get all that space below. But you went out on a limb and said forty nine thousand dollars, forty nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine dollars as your bid, creating you know a thirty almost $40,000 split between us. JP, our car did sell on Bring a Trailer for $48,013 on 39 bids. John, I have to, one, my bid sounds ridiculous in light of the result, but JP, out of nowhere, you almost got a Yahtzee. I mean, you know, two grand off on any other car that we know the values of because we see them transact all the time. We say, that's not that close. But for you to just say, you know, 50 grand and it's sold for 48. You were right on the money, my friend. Um, in my mind, you get a uh, gentleman's Yahtzee on that. So there you go. Well, that's uh, uh, very What do you think of that of result? For, yeah, what do you think of that result for that car? To me, it seems like a lot of car for the money. It's super rare. If you go to Cars and Coffee in this thing, JP, and I think you were saying this when we were talking about it, everybody's going to walk right over to this car. You know, yeah, they're, they're yeah. going to walk right past the Lamborghini to see this thing. Yeah, you know? every every F eight and all that. Just every, nobody's going to care about that when they see this. This has definitely got I, some some oh squeeze for for the car show scene. Uh, but that's it. That's really. I mean, and yeah, I'm sure it's fun or whatever. Um, it's nifty and it's got cachet. But I mean, look, fifty thousand dollars is the new thirty thousand um, dollars. Is it? Yeah. yeah, I think you know. I mean, look, it's <laughs> unfortunately uh, inflation is a thing. And so, you know, looking at a car like this, that, that is rare, but rarity only goes so far. Somebody, people have to know what something is in order for something being rare to matter. Um, Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, that's why, like, you know, I could draw a picture, I could paint something uh, and put it on the wall and people, and I could say, hey, look, it's a one of one painting, but no one knows who I am and no one knows me as a painter. So no one cares. It's not that rarity just doesn't. (laughs) doesn't translate to something someone would, would buy. And I think this car is kind of the same thing. Like I said, before the break, you know, how, how you can't get in a bidding war when there's, everyone's just trying to figure out what it even is. Um, but it is yeah. neat. And I think, you know, for 30, $40,000. Okay. That makes sense. That's just, <laughs> it, it's weird to say, but it's just not that much money. Uh, when you're talking about cars these days, I mean, Ferraris and all that stuff. I mean, look, you start looking yeah. at really nice cars and you're, you walk into a Porsche dealership and the 911 you want is $200,000 and that's not a GT3. Yeah. That's not a, you know, I mean, they're starting yeah. at a buck and a half for the base models now. So $50,000 for this really neat thing that, uh, that uh, someone can kind of, you know, flex at the car show. Yeah. All right. That, that makes sense. That makes some sense to me. This one is interesting, JP. At $48,000 on the presumption that this guy made money, it must have cost him between ten dollars and $15,000 to bring it in. So, I mean, did this guy really buy this car out of Japan for $37,000 and bring it in and make $2,500? I mean, it's just, it's, it, it, it's a shockingly low number to me. I really thought it was going to bring more. The other thing is, I don't know these cars very well. Um, it's conceivable, at least in my mind, trying to make sense of this result, that this is an automatic and that they probably made a bunch of these with manual transmissions and perhaps the manuals, like a lot of other classic cars that you and I are in love with, the manuals bring a big premium. Um, so maybe that helps explain why this one was so inexpensive. But I, even if 50 is the new 30, this still seems like a lot of car for the money. So congratulations to the buyer and I guess the seller who must have made money. This was a reserve auction and it cleared the reserve. So, you know, 
I, I'm sure he covered his asset on that one. There you I, go. I don't know why you would assume that. I mean, who knows? He may have lost who his knows? butt. He may have been in your camp thinking, yeah. oh, this is so rare. It's going to bring $90,000. Uh, and he may have just lost his shorts. I mean, I, we have zero evidence to support one way or the but other. But I just, yeah, but if, if like, if uh, just speaking for a person who couldn't afford that kind of loss, like if mm -hmm. I go to BAT and I say, this is my car. I need the reserve to be $60,000. And they say, sorry, Mr. Deeb, you're going to get a reserve of 45. I'm not going to agree to sell it on their thing. Then, then, mm -hmm. then all of a sudden Doug DeMiro and P car market, uh, uh, they're my huckleberry, you know, I'm going right to them. But, um, you know, I don't know. I, I assume he made money because I assume he agreed to the reserve. Um, even if he didn't like the reserve. Uh, and I would think that the reserve would have to make sense as far as fishing his investment out of it. But, I don't know. You're right. I could totally be wrong. I hope Buddha, I hope you bought this car for 48,000 bucks, my friend. That is your baby right there. Um, Michael D picked that for you. So very good. All right. What do you guys think in the comments below? Is this something that you would even buy? Um, what do you think of right hand drive cars? Uh, what do you think of the value long term on, on mm -hmm. right hand cars? Is that something that's that's worth it? Is that a collectible car that you think will appreciate now that it's here? And now that, I mean, obviously BAT, the fact that this car is on BAT, just let tens of thousands of people that never heard of one um, right. know that it exists. So that alone could bring up its cachet. Uh, we let about four or five other people know that it exists because that's about how many people watch our show. So uh, <laughs> there you go. The uh, Pajero's, uh, the Pajero's value Evolution. is on the rise. Yeah. Okay. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for sticking around. We've got another interesting car for you tomorrow. So we will see you then. Bye-bye. Get those nerds!